welcome to the What About Books podcast, and this is podcast number one. I'm Danny Smith, and I'm with my co-host, Herty Burke. Hello, Herty. Hey, what's up, Danny? How's it going up in Dallas, Mansfield? We're, we're good, man. Thank you. Herty, we've been talking about this for quite a while, doing this podcast and working on the name. Uh, we kept thinking of it, it was about books, and we come up with the name What About Books. Uh, I think it's pretty appropriate that our first book that uh, we're going to discuss is a book about execution. <laughs> I, I was going over my notes and went, wow, wasn't even thinking about that and how, I mean, I approached you about, let's do this about three months ago. And right. I kept putting it off. I had other things. And, uh, and this book has been a, well, you know, this month on the, uh, the four pillars of success impact coaching Facebook site, the month of June 2021 that we're in is has been about productivity and productivity about execution. And I've been posting a lot on there uh, out of this book and the 12 week year book, a couple of others. But um, it was not planned other than that this would be our first book other than uh, it was front of mind, maybe. So how's the pup, by the way? Um, he, he is fine. Uh, he is now, I would guess, about 14 pounds into his 12th week. And uh, I'm calling him the Tasmanian devil. I've got the scars in my arms and hands to prove it. OK, but he's, he's good. Right. Thanks for asking. Yeah, um, I want to mention real quick what this podcast is not about. And uh, we'll probably as this grows, we'll learn a lot more about what it is about but this podcast is it podcast is not the, the books we're going to be talking about on here by and large is not we're not we're not going to be doing book summaries uh we're not going to be doing masterminds uh um well undoubtedly there's some masterminds maybe some book summaries that will spin out of this but it isn't either of those uh, it's not a training session either. We're not going to try to train people about a book. It's just about books. It, uh, you know, what you and I think about books. Uh, at times, we're going to have authors on here telling us what they think about books. And I don't want them to come on and uh, explain their book. I want to know what they were thinking when they were writing the book. What made them write that book? Uh, so, um, you know, we'll discuss in future episodes. Um, some of our philosophy surrounding the books, uh, types of books, paper versus digital versus audible. Uh, I've got some real thoughts about that. And I think they surprise people that know me. Um, and we're going to talk about why to read books, so, things such as that. But for now, let's just jump into the, uh, any comments, questions? I, I just wanted to tell the listening audience uh, that you're well read. Um, that every book you see in the picture behind us, of course, you're not going to see it on the audio. He's read at least once, twice, three times. Uh, I look forward to this podcast because number one, I get to get wisdom from Danny. And number two, I get the benefit of growth because that makes me go through all these books again uh, that Danny and I've shared over the years. So this is fun for me to sit here and, and get educated and listen to Danny speak. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. And, and let me just say right now, the books we talk about are probably books that uh, I know I should be paying attention to. I need to learn from. 
So that's going to be a lot of what drives us uh, over the weeks and months and uh, in years to come. Uh, this, this first book, The Four Disciplines of Execution, Achieving Your Wildly Important Goals. And that's pretty important, rather wildly important goals. Uh, because uh, that WIG, WIG, they talk a lot about the WIG throughout this book. And, and who are they? The authors? Real quick, Chris McChesney, Sean Covey, and Jim Hooling. Um, a couple of those names are probably familiar with uh, some of our audience. Uh, McChesney is, uh, well, let me say that all three of them are with Franklin Covey in some way, form, or fashion. Um, uh, Sean Covey is the, uh, one of the sons of Dr. Covey who wrote this uh the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and uh, they got together and wrote this book. And it just this book is not just a bunch of ideas. Um, it starts started with an idea, undoubtedly. It started with an idea. A few ideas started coming together, but what they uh, they started realizing there was something missing. And as I read parts of this book, and part of this is going to be me reading some excerpts out of the book, uh, you're going to learn how this came about. Uh, but again, uh, Chris, Sean, and Jim are all part of the um, the Covey Franklin Covey organization, and uh, they are uh, all consultants for what they for the four disciplines of execution in and of itself. Um, I'm, I'm kind of going to start a, I'm going to start the back of the book. That's a habit I've got. I like, there's a book out there about how to read books. And it's about a 600 page book on how to read books. And it says to go to the back of the book or the, the summary of the book and read the, the, the end, the epilogue, the book, the, the summary gives you an idea of what's going on. We'll go into some of that in the coming weeks. But here's how this book ends. It ends with bringing it home. Change is hard. And, and, and I want to start here so that we'll get a feel of what the book is about. Not just a bunch of how-tos, though this book is in and of itself the how-to, but it, it helps to know the successes people have had from following and taking on a book like this. Change is hard. If you've ever tried to lose weight, improve your marriage, stop smoking or drinking, start a new relationship, develop a, a hobby, or finish that degree you've been working on for eight years, you know what we mean. In this chapter, Again, this is the last chapter of the book. We want to briefly show you how these principles of team execution can also be used to help people change their lives and accomplish some important personal or family goals. It happens all the time. People approach us after a 4DX, four disciplines of execution, they call it 4DX, work session, look around to make sure no one is listening and whisper, do you think 4DX would help in my personal life? Our answer, the authors say, absolutely. Although, although, although we didn't get, we didn't set out to find a better way to accomplish personal goals, we discovered that 4DX is a profound methodology for achieving any goal of any kind, whether at home or at work. 
Not surprisingly, the, the principles of focus, leverage, engagement, and accountability, which undergoed each of these disciplines, those aren't the disciplines, by the way, those are the, what undergoed undergird each of the disciplines, they seem to work at any level, be it an organizational, team, or personal. Now, they end the book talking, Herdy, very, from a very personal uh, standpoint. Uh, one of the author's wives was about to have her seventh, was pregnant with her seventh child, and how she used 4DX to not gain as much weight as she had with the other six, I suppose. Uh, 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 one of the authors, uh, or, or, or well, they had a client who used 4DX to help a child stop bedwetting. Uh, so there's some really cool stories here at the end of the book from a personal nature. The book in and of itself is, is story after story how they have helped companies use the four DX, the four disciplines of execution in organizations and in teams to help those organizations and teams achieve these, uh, these wigs, these, uh, these widely important goals. So, so four, so four DX is just the mythology, right? Danny, uh, the process for, for the change. Exactly. Yes. This, this lady who had law had, had that was pregnant, um, they quote her, as she said, I cited my wig, my widely important goal would be don't gain more than 36 pounds by X date. Naturally, I knew that the two ways to reach my goal were through eating and exercising. Our family had a healthy diet, so I wasn't real concerned about the food. Instead, I focused on the exercise part and I chose one, and this is the key, lead measure. Now we've talked in, uh, you know, you know, a lot about lead and lag indicators uh, in, in other books, like the twelve-week year. This book here is as a whole chapter. It's all about lead and lag indicators, and uh, one of the most important when achieving a goal. I can't believe uh, people haven't talked about this, uh, you know, in the past. So, uh, her lead measure was walk ten thousand steps per day. Sure, there were many other things I could have focused on. However, with the whirlwind of six children, a husband who was on the road three days a week, this was the lead measure that I thought was challenging but doable to get to my wig. What transpired over the next nine months was truly remarkable. I no longer focused on my weight. I simply focused on walking, my, uh, walking more by parking far away, walking instead of driving uh, to my children's school, getting up early to walk with friends or my husband. So she focused on a lead measure of those 10,000 steps and that's all she really measured. So Danny, so if I'm understanding what you're saying on this 40X then is that they realize they have something they've got to change. And rather than focus on that, let that overwhelm them, they come up with the, they come up with the lead measure, right? To, to, fix, to fix the issue. That doesn't just keep them focused on the on the problem, right? Yeah, and and I could give some examples how I've used this over the years with my walking, my exercise, my uh, uh, you, you know the weight that I've dropped, some uh, some things uh, you know in our mortgage business, and it's the lead versus lag measures. You we don't control lag, you know I I don't control um, um, 
a, a you know, lag measure is something you can't control. A lead you can control. I can control walking 10,000 steps. I can control a 45 minute you know, walk run every morning. I can control burning 3000 calories per day. Th those are things that I can control. So, um, you know, uh, the authors uh, talk about that Jamie, the, uh, that lady was smart enough to, to narrow her, her focus to only one lead measure. To achieve her wig of not gaining more than 36 pounds, she needed, she knew she needed to focus on diet and exercise, but because she already ate healthy, watching what she ate wasn't necessary. So they asked, why track it? It would only add complexity. Instead, you know, anytime you start tracking something, uh, I mean, I've seen people track things and they just go so far. They track too much. You, you kind of like, oh, are you kidding me? I just put a post up about how we overthink stuff way too much. She <laughs> chose to funny. focus on the single new and different behavior she thought would make the difference. Walking 10,000 steps per day. There's a good lesson, lesson here. In some cases, the best thing is to focus on a single lead measure something that you need to do differently that will make all the difference instead of the many. The next key ingredient in her scorecard was the where I should be column. Book talks about the where, you know, you know, here's where we are. Where, do, where should I be? Where do I want to be? That's when fine. I started trying to lose weight four years ago, five years ago, wasn't losing any weight, trying to eat less, move more, wasn't working. Finally decided that, okay, here's the weight that I wanted to weigh. On April, on January one, I weighed I weighed this. I wrote it on my mirror, with a with a mark a marks a lot, and I said, "Here's," and I put up there how much I wanted to weigh, and then I started weighing myself every day. When anytime I I achieved a new low weight, I put that up there. Now I was keeping a scorecard separately that I was achieving some you know some daily mileage and some other things, uh, daily steps. But it's that scorecard of seeing that real simple, that double scorecard, if you will, that visual that I reach this weight. Then I reach a new low weight. Then the next day I'm up two pounds. I've got a visual where I should be. I should be at that low weight again. Uh, uh, but anyway, she says, and the authors say, if you don't know where you should be at any given moment, it is hard to tell if you're winning or losing. Moran over in the book, 12 week year, he talks about going to a ball game and not having a score, uh, a scoreboard that you can watch, not having down markers at a football game, yeah. not, not knowing, uh, you know, if where you're at first and 10 or, 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 or first and 25, what a difference it is. Yeah, okay. ima imagine Danny up a road without uh, signs. Exactly. How would you know where you're going? Perfect. Yeah. Perfect example. Always, know, always knowing where you are in relationship to where you should be is one of the key aspects of a compelling scorecard. As Jamie also learned, finding the right scorecard, scoreboard, a scoreboard that is motivating, simple, and easily updatable is not easy. In our experience, this is where people get stuck most. And I, I could not agree more. So just moving on. Um, so now what? This we're finishing. The, this is as if we were finishing the book here because I've jumped to the end. 
uh, uh, now that you've finished reading the four disciplines of execution, your mind might be spinning. And, and mine has been, you know, I've, I've listened to this book. I've, I, you know, I've got the digital and the paper version of it. I've got uh, two or three summaries of the book, different, what different people have to say about it. If you're like most people, so much about the 4DX operating system is not in your NDA or DNA. To most people, it's counterintuitive to manage things this way. To some people, it seems too simple. To others, way too complex. At the same time, we believe you'll benefit dramatically from experimenting with 4DX. I love that, that they talk, they say experimenting. In fact, we believe that once you understand the 4DX model, you will never lead the same again. Years of trial and error have convinced us that the art of execution comes down to the handful of principles and practices in this book. Actually, we hope your mind is spinning with possibilities. The question is now what? So what I want to do now, Herdy, um, I'm going to jump into, uh, that's the end of the book. I'm going to come back now to the very beginning of the book, and we're going to hit some highlights of it. Um, and give our listeners an idea of what these four disciplines are. Um, and um, I'm going to finish up with a, uh, you know, with a story, but a big part of this is to understand, I mean, this book uh, reminds me of a few others, um, uh, Jim Collins, uh, From Good to Great. What I liked about that book, it was real studies about companies that were good companies that became great. Uh, it just wasn't theories. Um, and you know, the 12 week year, Moran and Lennington in that book, 20 years of them coaching and training salespeople, primarily in the insurance world, but a lot of other of, of industries. And, um, and as they've tried and tested some things and what what works and they put together a program on that 4dx is uh is right there with that book um and it's it, again it's not just a bunch of, of, of theories so discipline one is focus on, on the widely important what's if it's not important not widely important it should not be a major focus number two is act on lead measures Discipline number three is keep a compelling scorecard. By compelling, it does not have to be complicated. I've seen people take Excel spreadsheets and start these wild Excel spreadsheets, and uh, they're tracking so much stuff it is unbelievable. You know, I've got a point. I've got a point system. Uh, uh, you and I have some friends that make fun of my point system. For me, I use it. Thing. What's that? I use it. I use it. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, yeah, I want to get uh, uh, three points in every morning of uh, right. PT, personal exercise. Right. So I get a point from walking a mile, uh, uh, so, uh, and I get a point from doing 250 reps. And uh, so I uh, got very, and I get a point from riding a bicycle four miles. Uh, now, my, my typical point, so I have a scorecard, it's real simple, four inch by one and a half inch spiral notebook. And that's my scorecard. I just keep track of things in it like that. It, it's, it's not complicated. I've, I've had all the other stuff. So got off track there. Uh, the disciplines are one,
focus on the widely important. Number two, act on lead measures. Three, keep a spelling uh, scorecard. And four, create a cadence of accountability. So they, they use some key terms, focus, act, keep, and create. Focus on what's widely important. Act on lead measures. Keep a compelling scorecard. And four, create a cadence of accountability. From my experience, the two biggest things people struggle with when it comes to achieving goals is number one is how they're tracking it. Okay. And number two is accountability. Most people want someone else to hold them accountable. Um, we can't hold each other accountable. If, if you have an employee, you can hold that person accountable because you can fire them. Uh, but it's, it's about ownership. They have a really, really good um, a whole section in the book about accountability. Uh, and, and, and they talk about, um, I'm just going to read something here. The accountability created in a WIG session, widely important goal session, is not organizational, it's personal. Instead of accountability to a broad outcome you can't influence, it's accountability to a weekly commitment that you your, that you yourself made, and that is that you yourself made and is within your power to keep. When members of the team, and this might be a team that's within your organization, or a team of, of single contributors that are getting together once a week for 15 to 30 minutes to talk about their wigs. And uh, it, it, uh, it's accountability to a weekly commitment that you yourself made and that is within your power to keep. When members of the team see their peers consistently following through on the commitments they make, they learn that the people they work with can be trusted to follow through. When this happens, performance improves dramatically. The WIG session encourages experimentation with fresh ideas. It engages everyone in problem solving and promotes shared learning. 4DX produces results, not from the exercise of authority. Let me say this again, go slow here. The 4DX produces results, not from the exercise of authority, but from the fundamental desire of each team member to feel significant, to do work that matters and ultimately to win. So so Danny, is the accountability part a contract with yourself and then you're going to go out and, and let people know within that group about that, that, that you're meeting that accountability, correct? Because you can't really put it on other people to take care of you, right? Right. Yeah, I love that. You can't put it on other people to take care of you. But yet some people want to. And and those are the people that, that, that suck the life out of other people because there, there's always an excuse. Energy vampires is what we call those folks. Energy vampires. Yeah, that's yeah, that is that's good. That is that is really really good. Um, you know, it's you know, I think of it as ownership, taking ownership instead of asking for accountability. You know, the you know, I've um, I'm, I'm going to run my my first marathon. 
that I've ever run. I've never run a marathon in February. I did a half marathon, totally walked it. Uh, uh, the street sweeper was coming up behind me. You have to finish in four hours or, or the bus picks you up. And I would, and I finished it in about uh, three hours, 52 minutes. Uh, but I've got a, a wildly important goal. Uh, you know, off, off this book onto, I just thought about Jim Collins in his book, Good to Great, talks about having uh, BHAGs. These companies that went from good to great, they had BHAGs, uh, uh, big, hairy, audacious goals. Uh, my, my, my wife, she can't take that. She goes, that just, it just doesn't sound right. She said, how about big, holy, audacious goals? And so B, where the, the BHAGs, wigs, here they call them wigs. And that's the, um, um, so, you know, I'm a, you know, doing that marathon, I'll be 67. And I am, you know, I'm working on stuff now preparing for that. Nobody's holding me accountable to anything. I have, but I have complete ownership of this. And uh, so anyway, um, you know, Herdy, I'm, I'm going to talk about these four disciplines real quick. I'm just going to mention them one more time. Okay. Discipline one, focus, focus on wildly important. Discipline two, act, act on lead measures. Discipline three, keep a compelling scorecard. And number four is create a cadence of accountability. So you're focusing, acting, keeping, and creating. All those are action items. Um, and, and, and for a change, we're, we're getting a real simplified system, Danny, that, that doesn't involve uh, getting lost. Focus, right? Uh, action, write the scorecard, and then contract with yourself to get it done. Yeah, I That's love pretty that. simple. That's yeah, pretty simple. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm writing that down. Contract with yourself. Um, the the authors say here what to expect when you're installing your 40x system with your just your individual or with your team. You have, to, you have to remember that 4DX is not a set of guidelines, but a set of disciplines. Installing 4DX will require your finest efforts, but the payoff will be a team that performs consistently with excellence. Again, installing 4DX will, will require your finest efforts, but the payoff will be a team that performs consistently and with excellence. They talk here about five stages of behavior change. And, and we, by the way, Hardy, I've been accused of finding books that kind of fit into my mindset. <laughs> and, and there's so much here that I do agree with. Now, I am one that I work hard at not, at not disagreeing with books that I read. If I get too much into a book that I agree with too much of it, I just push it on because I, you know, it's maybe good maybe good refresher material, but I just move on. And, um, but there is so much of this that 
I agreed with, but I have to work on why I agree with it. And I started realizing some of it was just some feelings that I had that I developed. I hadn't clearly defined. Uh, so they talk in here about how to, um, uh, uh, you know, install each of the disciplines. Uh, and they, you know, some things to look out for, which we have to be careful for, uh, you know, about about how you would roll it out across, uh, not just on your team, but across a whole entire organization. And they, part three of the book is best practices uh, from the best people that they have helped. By the way, there were at least 1500 companies that they have worked with that they've installed and practiced 4DX with before they wrote the book. Uh, so I'm going to finish up with um, uh, uh, Andy Grove. This is one of the authors. Um, I didn't. I don't have this in my notes, but Andy. Uh, uh, he tells a story about how Andy Grove, who helped found Intel and then led the enterprise for years as its CEO and chairman, he says he has taught me some extraordinary things. One of them occurred in a meeting where he and several of his direct reports were plotting the launch of their Celeron microprocessor. I was there as a consultant. The theory of disruption had identified a threat to Intel. Two companies, AMD and Citrix, had attacked the low end of the microprocessor market, selling much lower cost chips to companies that were making entry-level computers. I remember this. You remember this, Hurdy? They had gained Absolutely. a significant market share and then had begun moving up market. Mm -hmm. Intel needed to respond. During a break in the meeting, Grove asked me, how do I do this? I readily expond, responded that we needed to set up a different autonomous business unit that had a different overhead structure and its own sales force. Andy, Andy said in his typical gruff voice, you are such a naive academic. I asked you how to do it, and you told me what I should do. He swore and said, I know what to do. I just don't know how to do it. The author says, I felt like I was standing in front of a deity with no place to hide. Grover's <laughs> right. I was indeed a naive academic. I had just shown him that I didn't know the difference between what and how. What remains, in, and this is going on in the forward of this book, what remains is the how of managing a company during times of change. He goes on to talk about how what they did with this and how and, and uh, and the number of companies, they, they started developing a theory of how. Uh, uh, you can't take snapshots of how. Rather, you need to study it in detail, deep detail over and over again over years in many companies. The scale of this endeavor is why I and other academics have ignored the how of strategic change. We simply could not do it. It requires the perspective, insight, and the scale of a company like Franklin Covey to do it. This is why, this is the reason why I am so excited about the book. It isn't a book filled with antidotes about companies that succeeded once. Rather, the book truly contains a theory of casualty of how effective execution is achieved. The authors have given us snapshots of execution not snapshots of execution, but movies, movies that we can rewind and study over and over until which you, the leader, can insert your company and your people as actors. 
This book is derived from a deep study of many companies over time that's deployed new ways of doing how store by store, hotel by hotel, division by uh, division. Then he goes in, uh, there's uh, just a few, uh, you know, it, basically it's about strategy and, and execution. And we all do strategy and we do strategy pretty well, but then how do we execute? And that's what this book is about. And uh, what about awesome. books? Awesome. Thank you, Danny Smith. Hurdy. I, 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 I love the simplification four steps. I like the fact that if you put this together, you understand that there's always going to be something you have to focus on to take care of. How are you going to get there, right? Not just stay stuck in, in, in what's going on, but actually coming up with the, with the how to. So that's awesome. Learned a lot yeah. today. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Those, um, those action, you know, act, you know, the disciplines themselves. Um, and you know, we could take, we could, and maybe we'll do a podcast, um, a, a, you know, future uh, show just on uh, the disciplines or one of the disciplines, that whole aspect of lead versus lag measures that and the, and the scorecard and the simplicity and having a simple scorecard makes a big, big difference. But I encourage you, uh, I, I, everyone to buy the book, read the book, listen to the book. Um, uh, I'll go ahead and say right now, if, if I'm interested in the book, I have the audible, the digital and the paper version because I like marking up, I like reading a paper version, but I also, I, I'll start thinking about something I can use the digital version to, to do a word search and look it up. Uh, Audible, you get a different perspective when you read it. I mean, when you listen to it on, uh, on the Audible. Uh, also on the, uh, on the digital, when I read it on my phone with that little narrow, just a few words, you can read faster, but you can also, uh, dive deeper into the words when you read it in that narrow column. Uh, it just is. There's sometimes I'll just make my 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 letters just incredibly large, so that I'm I'm just focusing just on those words and, and, and let it flow. Well, I'm just going to make sure our our listening audience understands. Can you please repeat the title of the book and the yes. author? And where they can where they can purchase it, uh, you can purchase it at you know, of course your favorite bookstore. Um, uh, I did find one recently for somebody at half price half price books over on Anderson Mill. Uh, uh, they didn't like the fact I was in there without a mask, so I won't be going back in there. But uh, the, the book is the <laughs> the four disciplines of execution. By and, and the lead author, his last name is McChesney, M C C H E S N E Y. But uh, it's Chris McChesney, Sean Covey, and Jim Hooling, H U L I N G. Like we're going to do this weekly, I guess, or every other week, but we just, we're going to it'll be on Google and Apple here pretty soon, and we'll be uh, a sponsor will be joining us very shortly. So we're really excited about that, Danny. Again, I got two pages of notes, brother. Thank you very much. And guys, have a great night, and we'll see you all around the corner. Good night, everybody. Thanks, Hurdy. Bless you, man. Bye-bye.